<laughs> None of you listening uh, heard any of that. Anyway, uh, jumping right back into it, the group of adventurers, the the gnomish gang, the oops all gnomes, uh, were traveling to pick up a sort of wagon that had been blown off the boardwalk when the previous adventuring party declined to tie it down upon retreating to the storm. Making their way past some uh, hungry, hungry lizards, they encountered the wagon and found that it had been looted already. Finding a pair or set of footprints, they followed the trail deeper into the bog, where they came to the outskirts of a village. But before they had time to come up with a comprehensive plan, they were suddenly set upon by a bunch of frog people, a leader of which demanding that they explain themselves or leave. And here we are. What would you like to do? Oh yes, you uh, would like us to explain or to explain ourselves, uh, sir. Uh, I, I bow. I I I. I you address me as Pond Mother. Pond Mother. What an honorable title! You are on Grizzly Land. You are intruders. We we have reason to slay you on sight for even knowing our location. Explain to us why not. Well, we have come with great abilities in in artifice and in in language and a, and a connection back to the great city of Electroval. And if you are able to host us for the night, we can bring you great things later on. We can come back and provide them to you in exchange for being able to stay for the night. We don't need technology. We have all we need. You come from Second Sun on Horizon. We need nothing there. Well, would you be able to offer us your kindness in offering us a, pl a place to stay for the night? We currently have nowhere to go. Roll me a persuasion check. Okay, guys, bless my dice. I don't want to be stabbed by a frog. Are the other two of you just remaining silent? Are you trying to hide or move oh. or anything? Okay, I did pretty decent. I did pretty decent. That's a 17. Of course. Ooh. Um, what What about Gnord and Alan? What are you guys you doing? Uh, I, I'm mostly nodding in agreement with yeah. uh, Donald. Standing there um, looking nice. Thinking of something right. to say. So none of you are, if, so none if, of you are like things don't pulling any weapons no. or trying to like hide? Okay. Uh, Donald, uh, as you kind of speak up and appeal to uh, this this pond mother's uh, sense of hospitality and kindness, we would be willing to do house you for the evening under the oath that you will never speak of the location of this place. We are a secretive people, and you having to travel would upset our society. I live by oaths, and you have mine. Then... It's a dungeon. Then... You have my word. Then it is a... Agreement. My name is Pondit Mother Patana. Leader of our Berkeley village. Who are you? 
I am Gnord. I hey. am... Yes? I am... Oh. Sorry. I am Alan. Oh, it's, it's you. You can go You first. see that she kind of like lets out this sort of chirp in a series of what kind of sounds like a language none of you understand. And the other uh, sort of... Gr- or the other gripply who had their weapons drawn and their bows pointed towards you. Uh, don't stow the bows, but do lower it cautiously. Um, no longer training them on you, but maintaining them in hand. Please, Alan. You, you be. It would be an honor. Um, I'm Alan. <laughs> I am <clears throat> Donald Glorns. Oh boy. Hmm. It is a pleasure to meet you, and we deeply appreciate your hospitality. And we promise not to tell anyone else. And we will not rely on your what? You speak as a noble individual. I will have to trust that your honor will not be mistaken. And you see, uh, Pond Mother Patana will uh, lead you to towards the sort of village, allowing you to kind of wade your way there. And Nomish, I'm asking the other guys, hey, what what are what do you think we should do? And, and this I'll, is Nomish. And I'll respond. Well we we, we gotta search for the uh see if they really stole the power supplies. Yes. Yeah, here for it. Yeah, if not. Or we could check for evidence of um people passing through. Maybe similar situations as us. <laughs> I mean, um, I have a feeling they they probably have because they've mentioned they have all the technology they need. However, they probably wouldn't have traded for it because they don't really want contact with outsiders. I believe that we should let them be, say we didn't find it, and respect their as, I think that would be better for both us and As you make your London. way up the uh, sort of series of sort of prongs that serve as a sort of ladder system, Climbing your way up, you find that the uh, boardwalks of this village are made up of seven uh, kind of interconnecting kind of bowl-shaped nests made out of uh, wood that has been kind of threaded together into a very unique sort of architecture. Uh, Boardwalks kind of stretch in a sort of uh, circle around a center pool where you see that there has actually been earth that has been kind of uh, landscaped and pushed up causing there to be a sort of divot where another body of water is built into the center. And to kind of answer some of your inquiries that you are having amongst each other, you see at one end of this, uh, you know, village maybe being about 40, 50 feet across at its longest length, is, uh, you know, in the middle of this pool is a machine that seems very out of place. Mounted on top of it is this sort of canister with this sort of bolt of lightning running through it. And you see a sort of orange glow coming from the interior of the thing as it is half submerged in water. And you see kind of the flow of heated water flowing out of it. Hmm. You then notice, you then notice that there are about two grip leads who are kind of patrolling the edges of this uh, raised bank. And in the middle, you can swear that you see tiny sort of uh, 
kind of you think fish at first but they're kind of a little bit too bulbous and kind of oh. have these long tails that kind of twist around you can see that they kind of are swimming along the current of the heated water and, and she say, and she, she looks much, back um, at you and says well, come along what is the father what is the father Apologies, my tongue of yours is not the most proficient. Wait, can you say that? She was just saying, like, oops, I misspoke. Your tongue is strange to our people. Ah. Mm -hmm. Ah. Mm -hmm. Um, in Gnomish, I'm gonna, like, say under my breath to these guys. We're not a technologies. We're not a technologically advanced civilization. We don't like technology. They didn't. I'm back in Nova. They didn't say they didn't like technology. They just said they have what they need. And this seems like they do have what they need, and they use it in order to incubate their young. Yes. Hmm. Ah. 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 Moving on. Moving on. I'm just making. Moves. I'm just moving making on. villager noises. What would you like to do? Hmm. I start thinking of a plan to steal it. Donald is kind of. This is a new culture to him, and he likes to learn all he can. So he's kind of taking the moment to like appreciate where he is and appreciate this culture and kind of take notice of details and things like you... that he kept the, he has a promise and he kind of so, realizes what's going on he doesn't so noticing that various. the three of you you know alan and you know kind of analyzing the situation Donald kind of appreciating the culture and Gnord plotting on how he's going to steal the uh the oven which is about the size of all of you uh Starts looking down, and you 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 see uh, the pond mother approaches behind you. She stands pretty much about as tall as you are. You look gaze upon our nursery. It's very precious, our young, to our scrutiny. Reason why we cannot risk village yes. being found by enemies, for we would not be able to move our young. Not since. Not since our cattle were stolen. Uh, I do not know word in your tongue, but cattle, I think, is word. We have creatures that keep young warm during cold season and cold waters. But enemies of Gripley raided village not but three nights ago. They kill some of our best warriors and take cattle. For nefarious purposes, likely for slaughter. With that, we worry that our young would freeze, but we find artifacts. Yes. Um. What no. did What did they look like? They are. Tell? They are enemy of Gripley people. They are other frog folk, ones who secrete venomous skin, known as grung. Some keep to themselves and maintain tentative peace with Gripley tribes, but many become bandits and slavers 
and seek to hurt and become tyrants over other creatures of the swamp. That is absolutely terrible. I am so sorry. So, ah, uh, maybe tomorrow after we rest, we could potentially go and see if hopefully they haven't slaughtered your your cattle yet. Maybe we can help retrieve them for you. You do that for quickly? What is reason? Well, you see, the oven originally, the artifact originally belonged to us and we came to we were hoping to find it however we see how important it is to you and it is much more important for your young to be protected and you know kept warm so if we can do this for you then all can be set right again and we can leave you alone and you can be happy here you with your see young. that she kind of like looks at you and you could swear you see a tiny tear trickling down her frog face she kind of adjusts her kind of snake-headed staff covered in uh, vines, and she looks at you and says, If you do favors such that, you'd become great friend of Gripply people. We would be grateful to host you not just as guests, but honored guests for this evening. But you're also that you would aid us in rescuing our cattle and... One of our young, who were captured by the tyrants during the raid. We will huh. do our very best. And I kind of get down on one knee you and see I bow. She... Mm -hmm. uh, I'll follow Good suit. <laughs> I'll do you a, just a look half eh. of that. I'll do a bow, but yeah. not get down on um, one As knee. you kind of do that, you see she lets out like a, a series of sort of trills speaking that language that uh, the grung seem to communicate. The other grung seem to not have spoken at all. And as she kind of speaks out, the other grung kind of being croaking and trilling and chirping to each other, kind of leading to this cacophony that uh, you, you can definitely kind of see like many of them. It's hard to read their facial expressions, but you can see many of them are standing more upright and looking around more excited um, at the prospect that you were willing to help them, uh, you know, save their young and rescue one of their own that was taken. Oh boy, we're regular old heroes now. As Yay! We're not this I'm is in, good in for you. Gnomish, I reply to Nord. It's not heroism, it's doing proper business. And doing good work. I can respect that. <laughs> after the... Hmm. So shall well, we after the sort of uh, choir begins to calm down a bit, um, you see Pond Mother... Uh, look at you and say, You will come with us. We will treat you as honored guests, show you goodly culture, and allow you to partake in goodly cuisine. Yes. Oh. Come, come with us. Time honored for guests. That good old swamp juice. Yes. And she'll lead you um, basically to the sort of largest of these sort of raised pavilions. Um, which does not actually have a uh, a bold floor, but actually a, a somewhat flattish floor made out of a sort of thatch that has been so tightly woven together that it's almost like a wicker basket. 
that has kind of been smoothed and polished and treated with mud, uh, giving it a sort of solid flooring beneath it that hardly even buckles. Um, you see that the Gripply lay out three uh, sort of cattail straw mats um, that are exceptionally woven and threaded with, uh, you know, kind of pigmented colors that give this sort of uh, speckled kind of frog pattern to all of them. And they kind of gesture for you to all kind of sit on these, uh, these straw mats. I'm just vibing. I sit down. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, like, in an aside to Alan and Gadonald, I'm gonna say, should we tell them that the oven can be used for cooking food as well? I think they're a bit preoccupied with their young. And it would be kind of a shame if they had a mix-up and accidentally cooked one of their old babies. <laughs> <laughs> That's a sight. As you are having this conversation in Gnomish, I assume, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, <Yeah>. Nomish. <laughs> the purge of everyone being yeah. a gnome. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're also about we're also probably about the same size as he's Gripply, so we're not. Yeah. Um, I'm like, I'm going to uh, kind of describe a little bit, um, kind of what some of the festivities involve, and if anyone kind of wants to uh, jump in, and you know maybe how they respond or what they do, they're more than happy to. I'll give you some chances as well. Um, but you kind of okay. sit there for a moment as, uh, you know, Pond Mother speaks to you and says, We are really grateful. Many of our strongest were killed, and we were not able to rescue, mount a rescue mission. Grung can be dangerous fellows. And are you certain that you are competent individuals in being able to, to address them? My work relies on competency, and I promise to do my very best. But if you are aware of the dangers, then I suppose there is nothing more we can do than see that you are prepared and rested as much as possible. Come, come, come. Hmm. Enjoy our, our, our music, our culture. I don't know why. I, want, I really want to, like... Out of character, I just want to give this pond mother a hug. Yeah. I feel like she needs. But a you hug. do see that she 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 doesn't really stand still long enough, um, kind of bending, uh, and you can tell that she's like definitely much older. You kind of see like there's like some more saggy portions. Her colors are a little bit more grayed, um, while most of them are green. Um, and you see that many grung kind of come in here dressed in their you know decorative tribal jewelry, um, and uh, a sort of column of about uh, seven grung come in and kind of position themselves kind of in a sort of semicircle and begin a sort of acapella style performance. You know, no percussion, no stringed instruments, all the sounds and noises that form a sort of uh, percussive, uh, beautiful melody are, you know, being made with sort of loud clicks from their... Uh, throats and uh, long sort of trills coming from, you know, the back of their throat, creating sounds that, you know, you, you probably have never heard an Electroval before. I imagine it almost sounds a little bit like, you know, when you're camping next to a pond or you're near a pond at night and you can hear all those noises, but like that, but exactly. like a lot it's more It's kind of like that, but there's also a yeah. sense of sort of very strong rhythm that comes from it. And it kind of, it, it definitely like the tempo sometimes feels a little weird. 
but there's definitely a lot of music that comes to it. Um, and as that kind of performance goes on, maybe for about like 10 minutes or so, kind of a tribute to the Gripley's uh, stamina, you, stamina, you see that eventually they begin to bring in uh, bowls of uh, sort of steamed crab that have been Ooh. sort of shocked and, and and they're not like super huge crabs but they're they're pretty large size like this is bigger than what you'd find in most markets in Electroval. uh pond mother speaks we certainly are excellent in acquiring seafood great hunters trappers and fishers some of the greatest spots in the mire we ripley keep eye on and pass as secrets from one pond mother to the next You know, if if um, once we once we return your cattle and and your warriors, um, you have potential to gain if you're interested in that to gain a lot of wealth from trading with with, with the city, with the city beyond. We've never se we've never seen seafood such as this, and you can keep it your secret and also gain great wealth from it if you ever Only have in abundance. a persuasion check, unless anyone else would like to chip in. Mm. Yeah! Mm. My persuasion's doing nicely today. So that was 19 on the die, plus 4, 23. Oh my god. Oh, Talk man. about a palabard. Doing a little <laughs> Nord, <laughs> yeah. Alan. How, how are you kind of reacting to this sort of big bowl of... Uh, mind you, there isn't any sort of broth or, uh, you know, seasoning to it, but it is definitely a, a very sort of hearty, well-cooked uh, crab. Oh, Nord, Nord's enjoying it. Yeah, no, I'm thoroughly enjoying this. He's not had seafood mm -hmm. like this. And they actually kind of, like, provide you with a sort point. of, like, wedge that has, like, a, a sort of heavier piece of wood on top of it. And the Gripply will actually uh, show you how to uh, basically use it to kind of shuck and break the uh, crab open. As kind of like a, a, a tool yeah. that they've invented to specifically for consuming, uh, you know, crustaceans of this size. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm examining yeah, that definitely, too. and it's like you're kind of like looking at it and maybe I'm like taking some of your own sketches. Um, Pond Mother definitely doesn't yeah. seem to mind, you know, you 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 taking notes about them in the site. Um, okay. And yeah, as you, yeah, I'm just uh, Nord. I imagine is like, ah, oh, finally food. Finally, I've been waiting forever at this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're you're like that teenager oh, yeah. who's like been taken out to to lunch with their family. Um. <laughs> yep. Yep. Taking and, full up full advantage. Yep. And as uh, and if you do request any yes. drink, um, they provide you with a sort of uh, you know, they kind of like bring out like these long vines like hoses, and they kind of begin to kind of squeeze it out in this sort of liquid like water, but kind of a little bit thicker comes out as well. <gasps> bond juice. Kinda. Bond kinda. It juice. does have like a faintly kind of chlorophyll <laughs> color to it. No. Um. But as you do drink it, it does kind of have like a little Fog bit of that foggy taste to it. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is apparent that they source their uh, sanitary water from certain vines that they cut. Considering oh, that geez. the uh, oh, bog wow. itself is, That's you know, cool. full of life and probably some good number of parasites, but also is kind of brackish and salty. So, yeah. Oh, 
bog juice concept. Dude, so they kind of like have give it. No idea yeah. how happy I am. I, I imagine you'd like juice. that. Um, and yeah, and 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 they kind of provide them <laughs> in these sort of uh, hand carved wooden cups that have the same sort of frog-like speckled pattern on them. That's so Nord sweet. is is enjoying partying with you. I want to take good care of them. I know they're so precious. <laughs> Nord is enjoying the food and the camaraderie, the company. Can I try uh, to start? Can we? Can we try to start a sing along? Just like no sure. drinking. You want to start songs. a gnomish drinking song? Roll me. Uh, <laughs> you, you've you've already established you're a pretty good songwriter. I want to hear from Nord and Alan. Would you mind rolling me a performance check as well? Uh, if you would like to, <laughs> if you would like I, to join along. If not, you know, I will. Okay, I will. Eighteen. All right. If I use my gnome tankering ability to create a music box, will that give me Ooh, advantage? That's yeah, a cool potentially. Idea. Sure. Let's let's do that. Maybe, maybe you you don't exactly okay. do the best with tempo on your own. So maybe you build like the sort of metronome that has a sort of melody programmed into it, like a metronome. Okay. A metronome. Oh. <laughs> a metro gnome. <laughs> <laughs> the metro gnome. <laughs> you see, you in two. Hold on. Oh my god, natural 20! <laughs> First roll, let's see the second one. Okay, that's a 4, but natural All right. 20. <laughs> what about you, uh, Ganord? What about you, Ganord? What was that? Oh, I rolled an 18, an 18. on my performance. Uh, yeah. We're singing. Yeah, yeah. so like as you kind of pick up and, and they culture. kind of give you a chance and as like the choir begins resting their voice boxes, um... The three of you kind of like begin to kind of hum a sort of classic Electroval gnomish drinking song uh, that they, they, they sing in some of the gnomish sized taverns. Um, and you know, even those of you who, you know, Nord probably hasn't been to too many taverns. Uh, but like, yeah, you've heard the songs, and as you all That's kind of sing them, and, well, I mean, sure, sure, sure. You, you haven't, uh, you know, <laughs> even still, you know, you, you definitely don't have the years of drinking that the others two do. Um, <laughs> and as you continue yes. to kind of sing and chant uh, this sort of uh, classical tune, the Gripply kind of uh, begin to kind of time in and kind of begin tapping their feet, feeling like the rhythm of it. Um, definitely appreciating the exchange of cultures that come from you. And Alan, like... That, like, like you hit notes that, like, the other two didn't even know were possible. Like, even the Gripply, who, like, have a crazy range, are impressed with the sort of, uh, you know, the sort of soprano you're able to hit with your own sort of, uh... Yeah. Yeah. We're hitting the harmony. Yeah, and it's like, and yeah, and then probably, like, Donald, like, uh, hits some of the bass yeah. notes or the baritone notes and... Middle school choirs wish And as you they kind of us. sing, I say Nomish, Hugo Brassleaf. All the Gripply uh, kind of begin kind of. Don't you insult Hugo like that. He's a musician. Begin He's chirping uh, with one another and kind of in a way of like sort of trilling as a sort of celebratory sort of hoot towards the end of it um, as their means of. Uh, appreciating your, uh, your, 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 your involvement in this exchange of cultures really yeah yeah 
Bernard's oh, never had a party like this. He's, he's and laughing. then as this kind of goes, some of the Gripply begin, and, th and this is probably like pushing maybe like an hour or two in with time to rest and eat. Eventually, you know, you finish your, do you finish your crab or does anyone kind of pack some to go? I finish it. I yeah. have a big no, appetite. Um, <laughs> I finish it and I'll, I'll ask for some yeah. to remember them by. They would, if they would be kind, so kind um, of one of it. them you see actually approaches you uh, as the only other grung you think that uh, speaks common, and they approach you and say, "We, I am guide for tomorrow. I pack plenty of seafood to see us fed before raid." Ah, oh, bless up! <laughs> Indeed, That's beautiful. I haven't had such food in. My name is Shalva. Mm, long time. I am great scout of Gripley. Not best fighter, but no swamp well. I understand. I think Beautiful. you and I are. I think you and I are a little uh, analogous here. I look forward to, to working and helping Gripley people tomorrow. We will need to rest early, but first enjoy a final show. Um, and you see, as you see the Ripley kind of, uh, pull out this sort of, you start to see kind of like a, and mind you, like, light here was kind of being lit by these, uh, sort of flame kind of lanterns that they have, like old rusted lanterns they must have salvaged from before the eclipsing, the sort of calamity that, uh, shook the world, uh, about 140 years ago. Um, they kind of dim them and a sort of greenish, tealish light begins to kind of glow behind you. As you see three Gripply carrying these sort of long sort of bonton sticks, either end growing upon them are these sort of blue-green bioluminescent mushrooms. And like fire dancers Ooh. wearing these sort of hula skirts stand in the front and you start hearing the sort of chanting coming from the sort of same choir, not nearly as, uh, as, um, you know, diverse in its melodies and, and, and chirping and trilling, but is much more bassy and, and uh, you know, has that very sort of tribal sort of uh, chant to it and creates this bass line as uh, the three uh, performer Gripply begin twirling around these uh, bioluminescent spores. And it, you see at one point, one of them like leans up in front of you, takes like a deep breath, and as their throat collapses, blows out upon one of them and you get covered and these sort of glowing spores that rocket over you. Um, some of you oh, maybe like hold your cool. breath, but those of you who don't, <laughs> yeah. you don't feel any sort of intoxication from the glowing spores, but it does create this beautiful mist that surrounds you. And you see like many of them awesome. are like jumping and twisting and twirling them around each other, and you see at certain points they start juggling between them. And what's even more amazing is the how acrobatic the Gripply are. This wide enough space, it's about you know, kind of 20 feet high, you see some of the Gripply actually kind of throw one in the air and will do like a backflip and catch it on the other hand with using their sort of uh, frog-like builds to uh, perform these sort of acrobatics. Um, Gnorin, you've got a good passive perception. As this is going on, you see some of the other Gripply who are watching this sort of celebration. Some of them seem to be passing a sort of another glowing object, a bowl with some sort of liquid between each other, maybe about three or four of them in a corner of the space and seem to be dipping from it. 
So. <laughs> right, so like you kind of like them. scurry off. <laughs> that donald does not notice it doesn't even know yeah, you you know how thing. to make an exit well mm -hmm. enough and you kind of stealthily make take advantage of the uh performance to make your way towards the corner and you see here like a, a one of them like looks at uh, you um after kind of taking a sip in the bowl and kind of blinks their eyes and opens and looks towards you uh making this sort of trilling sound in a language you don't understand it, are any of these go on are any of these people the, no. the guide? But they all look okay. at you. Um, kind of tilts its head and kind of hands the bowl towards you. And I'm gonna oh, try gonna it. take I'm a gonna sip. Take a sip. <laughs> you, know that, you know that vine with the owl, and it's like. So you see, like, floating in here are another sort of bioluminescent mushroom, a different sort of tint from the ones that are being performed with. Um, and yeah, as you go ahead, you kind of, t do, you, do you take like a, a little sip or a big, you take a sip, you, you take a tiny little very sip, small right? Sip. And as you kind of like mm -hmm. swallow it, it tastes very bitter in your mouth. It kind of does have that sort of chitinous quality to it, kind of like, you know, kind of mushroom soup has, so it kind of is a little chalky as you swallow it. Or, uh, you know, thick as you swallow it. Um, but then as, like, you kind of shiver with the bitter sensation, the lights kind of begin to shift a little bit. These sort of teal greens, you can see where you start seeing after images of red and yellow and orange. And uh, would you mind, um, as you begin to see the sort of colors begin to extend and cause the room to seem to kind of lengthen into an almost infinite hallway... The uh, the figures of your friends kind of seeming to split into like an astral body that seems to kind of dance and jump over each other like the uh, the, the performers are. And you could swear you think you see the performers sitting where the two gnomes are. Would you mind rolling me a constitution saving throw? <laughs> you know? Not bad. 19. 19. You begin to feel a little bit dizzy and you kind of have hey. to find yourself. Maybe you kind of begin wandering your way back towards the mat. Uh, Donald and Alan, you kind of see as Gnord kind of sits down a little bit. Um, you know, apparently having stepped away for a moment, but you only now notice that he's joined the performance or the audience again. Where did you run off to? You gotta try this. Roll me an Can insight check, Alan. To the. <laughs> but we're both looking at him like. Insight, you say? Oh God, three. He's probably just tuckered out. Too much crab. Oh. He's he's a he's a young soul. You know, it's it's a lot. It's a lot for a little. It's a lot for a little dude like him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna you gotta try some of this. You need a nap, yeah. my good friend. You notice friend. that the bowl that was in your hand is no longer in your hand. <laughs> oh, I they, 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 it seems like you didn't have to. <laughs> During mm -hmm. your uh, mm -hmm. momentary vision, uh, it seems like they uh, <laughs> had steered you back towards the audience area. <laughs> uh, Nord, are you tired? Do, do we do we need to turn in for a night? It's it's totally fine. I know that. Um, I could definitely use the rest. Anyway. 
Yeah, most certainly. Um, right. Probably like watching but... the performance for a little while longer, and at this point, looking out of the sort of uh, sort of window spaces that had been kind of open in this area, kind of having that same sort of crescent moon bowl shape to them, you can see that the sun had recently had gone down. Um, you know, leaving just like an orange light in the eastern or in the western sky. As you begin to uh, feel a little bit dizzy, Gnord just immediately passes out. Like, they just fall asleep on the mat. Um, and as uh, the other performers begin to kind of, you know, gather their belongings and make their way out the back, and you hear some more croaks and chirps in your direction of appreciation, eventually it is the Pond Mother and uh, Chavak who are with you, and they see Gnord, who had already passed out, um, and look at Alan and Gdonald and say, Your friend has a wise idea. You need rest. We perform raid before sunrise. Hopefully, there will be no, yeah, hopefully there will be no need for violence. But be prepared if there is. Absolutely, my lady. I will do that. I will not be joining you in the morning. Oh, no I hope to see you upon your return with cattle and our young. Yup. Mm -hmm. Do you any of you who well? aren't uh, high on drugs uh, have any questions? Or you're ready to turn in. I was gonna turn to Alan and be like, well, you know, you can actually, you're actually pretty good at partying. I, I'm, I'm thinking once we get home, you want to go bar hopping sometime, have, have some fun. This is the most fun I've had in many years, to be honest. Okay. I really, I really should let loose a little more often. Well, I don't know. I've got to keep myself busy with my work. I, I don't think I could afford bar hopping, honestly. Well, that's all right. It's 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 up to you. And well, well, at least hanging out, and I can bring drinks. That would be welcome at some point. Yeah. All right. Good night, my man. As the bros go to bed. <laughs> A long rest is greeted with you in Had. You can go ahead and mark that on your sheet now. Woo! We get to Nice. When we resume towards consciousness, it is to the gentle sort of uh, coldness on each of your forehead as you have kind of been let to kind of sleep with your sleeping equipment in the space. Uh, you feel a sort of wet sort of uh, leaf or washcloth or something fiber on your head. Um, and all of you kind of begin to stir awake as uh, the, it is very dark in here and the only source of light is a chavak holding the uh, lantern that he carries on the end of a long wooden stick. A sort of flame kind of flickers dimly within a kerosene flame, and he looks towards all of you and says, "'Tis time to wake 
We leave immediately. Gather what you need. Leave what you don't hear. Okay. Alrighty. When Gather my stuff. Help Nord, Nord wake up. When Gnord kind of speaks a little bit, and as you kind of stir up, you hear like him speaking kind of like the gibberish to you, like trilling and croaking sound. And as you try to speak, you hear uh, Gnord make sort of a trilling sound with his mouth. Um, you I'm kind wrong, of continue guys? to hear him kind of chirp and click at you. So you see Chavak look at you and speak uh, in, in, in his language towards Gnord and say, You're speaking tongue of frog folk. You take. You you consume. No, I'm not. He, he looks at you externally. You consume <laughs> frog tongue. Is that what that was? And they're having this conversation in a series of trills and clicks and chirps. It's the real. It's the real bog juice. We were fooled. That one. <laughs> this is the real bog juice. That's the, that's the good stuff. Do not worry. Effects are temporary. Just be... Just rely on me for communication. Um, Chavak looks at the two of you and says, <laughs> It would appear that a friend, young friend of yours had consumed uh, a substance that serves medicinal and recreational purposes for Gripley, has effect for non-frog folk, Allowing them to speak frog folk tongue. Mm. Effect? Mm. Temporary. I think. Not certain. <laughs> um, is this your first variety? Uh, they're just chirping at you. What they say? think that you are consuming psychedelic substance. Tis true. Chavak knows. <laughs> Chavak, do you favor not speak of it no more. Chavak, your age once. Chavak, grow wise. Gnord <laughs> did not know what he was doing. I didn't know. I didn't know. I don't know what you were doing or what you've done in your past, but know that I was, you know, I've, I've, I've explored a lot in my time and I know a couple of things. And if you ever need to talk about what you experience, always feel free to come to me. I, I, <laughs> I understand. I was just trying to experience their culture. Huh? You're, uh, you're speaking frog, my I man. I translate. He tried to partake in Gripply culture. Come across questionable part of Gripty culture, but Gripty culture nonetheless <laughs> does not change plan. We leave immediately, and then repeats it for Gnord. Yeah. 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 Do not have time for this. So, so <laughs> as uh, Gnord got the frog. Frogged. Episode two. Gnord gets frogged. <laughs> I love these, these frog people. That's frog. They're so good. Gnord gets grippled. Oh. As you make your way uh, in the dead of night, 
I'm, I think I have to adjust Ooh. my mic real quick because it started raining and I'm, that's I'm starting to register. I'm a bit of it. You, you worry about your stuff. Um, yeah. No Just problem. You know anyway, back to on. the adventure. Um, the group of you, um, with the sort of repeated instruction of uh, Chavak, basically leads you and kind of explains that you will expected to kind of trudge through uh, much of the swamp yourself. And as you kind of begin kind of making your way out there, uh, about maybe 15, 20 feet away from the village, you kind of hear a sort of lapping of water as you see Chavak, who, you know, is about the same size, but is definitely a lot lighter of a form, seems to be standing on a very large leaf and using their very long staff to kind of uh, pull themselves across the swamp, hooking it onto roots and the canopy and into the water, it's and it's just kind of gondolaing its way. Leaf gondolas. You hear Chavak speak to you and will repeat to Gnord, which you know, just assume that whenever he speaks, he, he does so. Um, says, We need to travel quiet at night. Follow Chavak lead. Trudge behind. And you will just kind of take the lead in his little leaf gondola. Keep very just quiet. kind of Super Mario Sunshine. Try to stealth. But yeah, all right. That's the that's that, this is where you guys are now. Um, yep. All right. As you uh, continue to make your way through, and I imagine all of you are stealthy. Is there any sort of quiet conversation that is had? Nord is biding his time. I know. Oh, people I'm are just speaking weird languages now. You don't understand. Yeah. I know personally, I'm not naturally very stealthy, so I don't think I'm gonna be talking. To try, like, like I know mechanically this wouldn't help, but like, Godonald is just trying to keep as quiet as he possibly can because he's not usually most quiet when traveling. His advantage because of his favorite terrain. Chavak uh, leads you through the uh, sort of maze of cypress roots, and at times will kind of stop you, dim the lantern a little bit, and you know, kind of give a signal to follow him as he'll take, like, a sort of sharp turn. Um, you've got a semblance of dark vision, but you don't exactly see all the dangers until suddenly you'll see, like, a very large, like, oversized crocodile um, kind of lapping its way through, like, a, something that none of you would have noticed yourself. Um, and, yeah, Chavak kind of leads you stealthily as a guide through the marshland, aware of dangers, oversized lizards, um, seeming to know the dangers quite well. Ranger, danger. Probably for about Ranger, an hour, danger. two hours of travel, it, you eventually kind of, you know, trudging through the water is definitely tedious work. And as you kind of begin to see the sky lightening, the wisps of cloud leaving way for sort of small dots of uh, starlight that begin to kind of tan to a slightly lighter shade of blue rather than pitch black. You can see a faint bit of uh, light on the eastern horizon, though, you know, probably hours before the sun rises. This sort of, uh, you know, dawn time leads you towards a sort of reeded bank, where you can see a faint bit of tree line beyond that seems to be lit by firelight. You see uh, Chavak 
turn down the lantern he carries on his staff until it is completely out and basically pushes the uh, leaf gondola, which has maintained itself the entire time, dredging it onto shore and stepping off in a swell, swift, stealthy motion. And signals for all of you to climb onto the bank. Okay. All right. Looking out, you see a body of water that stretches about 20 feet across. The sort of embankment you're on is a sort of pseudo-island that leads towards a sort of larger area of landmass that has a sort of tree line behind it, but a the notable feature being the large bonfire in the middle. In a kind of 20-foot... Let me just check this to make sure I don't mess it up a little bit. About 15 feet uh, from the water on the uh, rightmost side from where you're looking, you see a sort of square pen in which you can see the outlines of two large... kind of like large shrimp or large lobsters. The size of an ox that seem to be tied and bound within a sort of uh, area. It's like a very mega-sized prawn, if you will. Yes! It's a big prawn! There is... <laughs> it's the mega prawn! A, uh, on the, that was the, the eastern side, you see that there is a... Yeah, a 20-foot perimeter from the fire, so about a 20-foot diameter from the fire. These spikes that have crocodile heads that seem to have sort of snakes speared onto them. Um, you see humanoid heads of goblins and gripply that seem to be decaying mounted on them in a very grisly spectacle. Behind the fire, you can just about make out the outline of a clay throne sculpted from the mud that seems to have bones and... And, and shells kind of pushed into it as it has kind of dried and set. And you can see four figures making their way around. One of them seems to be kind of tending the uh, the giant lobsters, and you see one, some of them begin to kind of rock, and they kind of chirp loudly and poke at it. Unlike the Gripply, who were maybe a teensy bit taller than these creatures, are very brightly colored uh frog people, but they're covered in these sort of spots and in bright, you know, you see like two of them have bright red colors, one of them has kind of bright blue color, that's the one kind of prodding the uh, the uh, the pen, and you see another one who's kind of spotted yellow and black, who seems to be sitting on the throne. Around their neck is a kind of what looks like a sort of dried leather frog tongue long, the size of a Gripley's, that seems to be threaded oh. with bones and fangs, like ribs and, and, and long gigator teeth, giving a very grisly spectacle, I... and seems to have sort of paint, war, like white war paint painted over them, giving them additional sort of disoriented uh, spectacle from where you are. I lean over um, to our lovely guide. And I, I point, I point at the mega prawns, and I and I ask, uh, cattle, yeah. like re- very yeah, quietly. Certainly. Um, speaking in a sort of hushed tone, and and you know, repeating for Nord as well. Good Nord. 
uh, you hear uh, Chavak say, Indeed, tis cattle that were taken, but also not only thing. And you see that he looks towards next to the uh, the leader of the uh, sort of gang is a... Where are they? Uh, a small, gripply figure. Not a tadpole, but a sort of uh, young gripply who still has a sort of vestigial tail. You see that uh, she is younger, and you hear uh, Chavak say, That is Taka. They take her and put her on leash, treat her as slave, as trophy. That is awful. That is Grung takes many captives, use poison from body to make complacent, though relying mostly on fear in numbers and prowess. They are not easy foe to deal with. We may be able to take them. I see that there are fewer here than had left the village. Worry some may be out hunting or scouting. Possibly have left Grung society not as unified as Gripley. May be possible to fight, but All right. still would be dangerous. We need a plan. Guys. We do need a plan. Rose, do you have any idea of a plan? Speaks to Gnord saying, They are discussing plan. I will translate for you. I am fresh out of plans right now. My thought is to get the cattle and uh, ride them out of here and on the way just kind of try to grab the girl and just kind of thrust ourselves on top and just make a mad break for it. Hmm. How how fast are these prone? Creatures quite capable at cattle. uh, Dealing with threat. They though are creatures who prefer to defend self first. Grung cruel caretakers seem to be torturing and Dressing them. Worry that if you were to engage, they mean need to be calmed down. No. Lest they I'm not very I'm not very good with animals. Are you well I, I, I think you are, did you used to take care of them? Was that what it was? It was not a uh-huh. it was not a a, a, a pond taker. I am a scout. I help griply uh, navigate swamp in no danger. For the way when raid initially happened, but I do know how to remain stealthy and hidden. Could possibly help in calming them down. Maybe if none of you are suitable at handling creatures. Planet. Ellen, are are you good? Are you good with critters? Uh, I don't think so. Uh. Could you ask? Could you ask Nord if he's any hey, good? I want to know if you can creatures? handle shrimp. Very large shrimp. <laughs> handle shrimp when I'm. Do not eat these shrimp. These shrimp will like soon not eat you. But maybe not. Though you are quite small. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what? Nord, tiny, confirmed. Free the girl. Well, free the girl. 
and then what happened then? <laughs> if the creatures could potentially be free and damage could be avoided they may act aggressively towards their captors if we still free and uh, he'll speak this again to the other two of you Hmm. It would be dangerous engaging with them while they are feral, but could also be uh, quite effective as tools against the grung. I, I could set the pen on fire, which would cause a distraction. We free the cattle, so they cause a distraction. We free the girl, she gets away. And if then we kill them all. Now one issue is that um she may be drugged, so she might be complacent. Mm. That's oh. my one concern. Uh Chivak will kind of let you lead the strategy, but we'll kind of chime in with one more thing by saying it may be necessary to for success to perhaps separate into different teams and strike at once. I think I would probably be best away from the animals. I can probably break out and scoop up the girl adeptly. I think that would probably be the place where I would perform best. I think um, Gnord would be best at um, dealing with the Guards slash other ground. And Nord would be Nord would be best from a distance. Huh. I guess I could deal with the animals if nobody else wants to. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is solid. Okay. So. Alright. So basically the plan is I'm going to try, like, while, like, the animals are going to freak out and then I'm just, I'm just going to barrel in, scoop up the girl and we all start running. I'm going to provide cover fire. Okay. You could provide a distraction. I can as well. You can, like, go really high up in the tree and just cause a whole ass ruckus. <laughs> just draw ball bearings on all of them. Oh wait, I do have ball bearings. <gasps> yeah, totally and I mean, like, that. there is kind of a, a watery area that uh, goes right up against the camp. So you could probably, if someone could probably try to, like, get close, potentially, and strike from there. There's also kind of a wooded line that uh, you could probably go from as well. And yeah, certainly that there is the pin. I also have oil that I could use to transfer their bonfire into places they sure, don't want yeah. bonfire. Bed on fire. I mean, I already have that with fireball. So. Oh, point. We have many methods of torch. Yes. Yeah. But yeah, I, I suppose, like, what do you want your plan to be? I think Donald mentioned that they might want to uh, prioritize saving the girl. Um, but there is also the, you know, concern of the uh, Megapron and dealing with the actual individuals. It may be possible to get a surprise round on them. Um, could we fireball the exit? 
or fire. Or there, there is a perimeter. There are no sort of walls or forts. There is kind of like a corner, like a point that they're built onto. But you imagine that um, they would, they might even be able to swim or even leap across the bodies of water that they're built against. Okay. Hmm. But you could potentially kind of access the camp from multiple positions at once. Okay. Okay. Right. So, animals, yeah. like, animals yep. as a distraction, grab the girl, um, well, free the animals. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of reposition it in everyone's mind, there is a throne in which the leader has on a leash the, uh, the young girl, Gripley. There is a bonfire uh, about 20 feet away from him and a radius equally of the sort of spiked head there is um when the fire like glows bright it glows almost all the way to the uh the the pin about 10 feet away from the pin is which goes about 15 feet into the water is the blue grung which seems to be tending and abusing the giant shrimp in there the megapron we'll call them uh, as well as uh, two more who are by the fire and seem to be kind of turning a spit with what looks like a very large lit snake, I'd say, kind of threaded along the spit. Hmm. Ellen. So, um, I lean over, I lean over to our guide and I ask him, would you let me know what kind of if you like, since you t- since you two are somewhat related, what kind of vocalizations you might consider attractive? Grung Gripley are not uh, terribly related. Our origins very different. Frog relationship partially coincidental, oh. maybe common ancestry, but not main concern. Grung like Gripley do mate seasonally. I, was thinking... I do not think that they would be interested in seeking a mate now. Okay, I'm just trying to figure out because he's out there on the throne, right? And for me to get there, it's hard for me to sneak, especially like right in the open, so he probably needs to be distracted. Perhaps. What what type of noises do you think would distract them? Would get their attention? He looks around. I imagine any sort of distraction could potentially work, perhaps causing noise within the nearby thicket, or perhaps uh, if there was a disturbance from the uh, from the cattle, they would react potentially to that. To what degree, I cannot be certain. Maybe I can open up by like, I know. I know bugbears are usually pretty peaceful, but like, if you get on their bad side, they're really dangerous. If like I can try to replicate like certainly, angry bugbear noises, certainly bugbear very uh, dangerous foe. Gripley maintained peaceful relation with bugbear villages, for need not have make war. For bugbear have many advantages. Alright, so we try to scare them, maybe try to do it from a direction, not not like opposite of us, but in a direction where they try to run away. And then we go in? What do you guys think? That sounds good. 
I know Nord and I have some illusionary abilities and possibly Alan. I do have, I can play sounds from tiny objects. Can I see one of those ball bearings? Yeah, I'll, mm-hmm. take, I'll give him a ball bearing. All right. Um, yeah, I can, I can have this emit non-verbal sounds. So that's kind of illusions. Yeah. Does it have like it a, a range or something like that? It's a range of 10 feet right. for yeah. sound. Potentially someone could throw that ball bearing in there and activate Just it. Throw it at him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like on account, so how about this? Would you like to start from here and then scatter after we cause the ruckus? Or would you just, would you want to start separately and then we have the chaos start from the same point? Start separate. Start separate. Okay. So I see. Right. So do you, does everyone sneak at once mm-hmm. or do you want to get guarantee some people are in position first? Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to do any movement of my last and I don't think I necessarily do much movement since we're kind of near the throne right now, so I'm kind of staying right. put so, and staying So quiet. the throne is on the opposite side of where the fire is. Um, what does everyone want mm-hmm. to do? Uh, what, what's the plan? Uh, I'm going into, like, any sort of around... things around this area. There is a the thicket of wood, maybe about uh, 20 feet from the outside of the, the, uh, the yeah. sort of... Uh, spikes that surround the perimeter. There is also water that you could have could that swim through. I don't think I could reliably shoot a bow from water, so okay. I'm gonna go into the thicket. <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm making my way towards the animal pen, I guess. So you're, Al, Alan's going to go so swim through. Um, I think you expressed to uh. You expressed to uh, Chavak that uh, you may need his assistant in uh, calming the uh, the prawn. He will go with Alan. And uh, okay. what's Godonald right. going to do? Does Godonald want to like wade out into the water and just stay low and try to maintain their distance until they get a signal to try to rush out of the water? Yeah, that's right. what he's going to do. There's a person, like a frog, by the uh, by the mega prawns. Did I just shoot them? Nah, not yet. Okay. You go potentially though. Not soon. Like you'd like ready a shot potentially if you hide well enough. I will ready. Oh. Before I will we ready. do that, uh, everyone kind of needs to move into position. I'm gonna say that Godonald is very concerned about making noise, so I'm gonna say that they keep their distance. They may need to dash or something of the like to be able to engage anyone in the first round of combat. But um, everyone else who would like to roll a stealth check may. As Godonald is kind of keeping their distance and kind of wading into the water and staying low. Can I, okay. if I, if I, if I, um, Oh, that's a good stealth check. <laughs> if I stay a bit away, can I still you throw a javelin? Potentially? Hmm. That just a little bit funky. If you wanted to, like, maybe walk into, like, the thicket with Gnord and kind of stay back a little bit. It's just that being that distance and trying to, like, maintain that, like, level of, like, throwing the javelin. Like, you have, like, a choice here. You could either get closer and, you know, remain in the water and focusing everything to make sure you don't make noise. Or you could kind of remain a bit further back. Or you could just go in guns a-blazing and lopping heads off, potentially. Yeah, I just want to know if I have any options 
while I'm out here, like if he starts to run off with the girl. Yeah, I'd say that uh, you you could. You probably wouldn't be able to ready a shot because of, you know, your priorities. Yeah, not, yeah, not readying could. it. I'm just saying, would it be a um, I'd say, option? I mean, certainly, like if you have javelins on you, you can throw them. Um, it's just that you probably won't be able to ready a shot because yeah. you're going to be like low and crawling along yeah, no, the muck. That's, that's not my... Yeah, that's, that's so, not my aim. So, essentially, we have Gnord going left. We have Alan and Chavok going right. And then we have uh, Godonald mm. kind of taking the center. But holding back a little. And then we start off with our bugbear chaos. Mm. Make bugbear mating noises. <laughs> Alright, and who's carrying the ball bearing? Uh, I'm currently carrying the ball bearing. Alright. Um, I, I don't think bugbear mating noises would do well in this situation. I mean, I mean there's other noises than mating noises. You know, just wanted to let you know. <laughs> yeah, we could just do angry bugbear noises. I know you wa I know you walked away for a couple moments, but I promise it was not my yeah. original suggestion. We have a recording. Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. I was just closing the door. Um. Yeah. All right. So. Um. Going back to it. Uh. Yeah. What would you get like to do? Just that. Um. Okay. Yeah. I'll. I'll magically tinker this thing to make it produce angry bugbear noises. And when he does that, um, when, whenever he throws it, I'm going to use my own minor illusion to add What's on What's the range to of minor it, illusion? Make it more real. Yeah, that's what, that's what's kind the, of what I'm ready. What's the range of minor illusion? Oh, what's the range? Uh, look at spells. Yeah, so you're probably going to be like 30 feet from shore. That's fine. Okay. Are you saying it's on? Are you saying it's on the edge uh, of no, my range? No, you would not, because um, he's going much further right than where you are. Yeah, I okay. mean, if you want to get closer, I'm going to require a stealth check right. from you as well. Guys, should I risk it? No. Nah. Okay. No. All right. So I do that. I make the sound. I'm going to throw it into the end of the um, megapron pit. Alright, so so the dude is, you know, you, you're throwing it maybe just within 10 feet of him, right? Yeah, and the Megapron. Alright, so you, you kind of activate this kind of, you kind of like, how does this look? Like you kind of like uh, take the thing and you maybe like hook a tiny little patch on it that causes it to become like a little buzzing microphone. Yeah, yeah like a tiny speaker. little, yeah, like one of those like speakers you can attach to like any like dishware or something like that. You toss it out, um, no check needed, and it <laughs> lands in a tiny little puddle on the uh, outskirts of the uh, pen. What did you guys roll again, by the way? Sorry. I rolled oh, a 13. You rolled a 20. So, Gnord, you easily get into position. Uh, Gnord, you are kind of like hanging back and staying low. Um, using, you know, kind of all of your effort uh, to just kind of wait for, for a moment to rush in. Alan, as you are kind of swimming with, and actually I've got to roll one for Chavak. Does this swamp favorite terrain? Oh wait, he doesn't get favorite terrain. Sorry, I bet. He's still just fine. Swamp boy. He rolls a uh, he rolls a seventeen. Um, as you make your way through, 
you kind of begin to kind of pick your way up, and as you kind of begin kind of fiddling with the little uh, contraption in your hand, uh, and you toss it, and it kind of goes a bit of a ploop, you kind of stumble a little bit, and you have to grab onto, like, the edge of the uh, cage, and it causes a little bit of a rattling sound. Ah. The dude you threw the uh, ball bearing at doesn't seem to notice until you start hearing the sound of a... Kind of chanting and, and shouting of bugbear noises. Yeah, I'm sorry for anyone listening. Um, <laughs> you do notice as the leader suspiciously eyes in that direction, and the uh, the individual standing there kind of turns around and, and is kind of in surprise. The uh, two prawn begin kind of tensing uh, their. Uh, their, their, their leashes. Let me just roll a perception check for each of them. The two of you lying flat, you hear the uh, the leader shout. Actually, none of you would actually understand this except for Gnord. You, you hear clearly to you, because you understand frog people language, both Gripply and Grung language. Uh, the leader say, We are under attack! To positions now, and we're going to roll initiative. Yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. Whoa, unfortunately. Why did I do that? You were spotted. Oh. Give me a second. Who was spotted? Right. That's a thirteen from me. I got a five. Ooh. <laughs> I am slow and not stealthy. Not very dexterous right now. Um, that's like uh, in another campaign, our artificer is just consistently lower and lower on an <laughs> <laughs> At least he's got a lot of health, though. And then I need to add the Mega Prawn to the initiative order. Oh my god, yes. Yes. <laughs> Fighting shrimp. Maybe. Them fighting right. shrimp. Let me uh All right. get those initiatives now. Alright. Uh Kedonald Galorance. Alright. So what, what was your what initiative right now? Oh, 13. All right. Oh, 13. Uh, Alan. Yeah, I was thinking to myself. I yeah, think Alan? I was too slow to go first. Uh, Nord. Bye. 19. There we 19. go. 19. Yeah. All right. Top of the initiative order, Gnord, you hear the, you know, maybe none of you pay as much mind to it because there was kind of some chatting in that language before an order is kind of being given. But Gnord, you immediately register. Intruders are here. Two positions, and you seem kind of like tug the leash of the uh, the young Gripply, um, and you're kind of standing in the tree line, uh, about twenty feet away from the outermost circle. All right, I'm you're gonna, gonna shoot aim the for the leader. None of these smaller ones, and go ahead and roll to hit. Yeah. Let's attack him. Do I have any kind of? That's not good. Ooh. 
Wait, you get advantage. Hitting. You get advantage. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Whew, much better. Twelve to hit. Yeah. As you see the yeah. the leader kind of sitting there and kind of bounced to position, you go ahead, you fire it just as he bends down to leap, and there's a as it embeds in the throne behind him, uh, and he stares over in your uh, direction. What do you do, Gnord? <laughs> um, roll stealth check. Can I hide? Yes. Gnord is gonna hide. Gonna. You are. Hey. You yeah. can say roll stealth. What you roll? Right? <laughs> I rolled in that 20. The arrow shrieks out and kind of sinks into the wet earth that is made of the stone. And uh, as he goes to turn, um, most definitely aware that there is a threat, um, he kind of finishes casting the spell that he had uh, cast on himself as he shouted towards it. Um, and you see that his uh, armor, uh, or like his uh, his clothing, his skin kind of begins to kind of ripple and the sort of bark-like uh, armor grows over him. Ah, if I had made that shot. Ouch. And you're staying low? Do you want to maybe move it all at half speed? Uh, yes. Or do you want to, like, strafe along the wood line, or do you want to back up? Um, I'll strafe along the wood line so I can still... All right, so you kind of take, like, ten feet to the left. All right. Uh, now it is the wildlings, the leader's turn. He is currently got that up. Hmm. He would uh, be aware that an arrow was shot from the tree line. He was also aware that there was a disturbance coming from the water line. He'd probably like glance towards the water line and notice um, notice uh, was it Alan kind of rustling against the edges and uh. is the only one he's able to see kind of uh, slips out a short bow and is going to fire a shot. I will say that from the perspective... No. He's going to... Uh, he's going to basically uh, drop the leash around like a sort of post on the chair, like a peg or a stake, and is going to actually leap 25 feet over the fire, landing on the other side, and gets to a, a uh, sort of alignment that he can shoot you. Where's uh, the girl? Is he? He left her. her be he left her behind, her and is, he's technically now closer to you. As you see, he does this backflip over the fire and lands about 10 feet away from it. And he is going to make a shot at the tiny gnome, the noisy gnome who uh, shook the cage. Alan. Natural 20. I'm so sorry, dude. Why do you keep rolling so well, Would you mind rolling a constitution saving throw real quick? Okay. I was shaking that for a while. Okay. I'm, like, oh, I'm an artificer. Alright, so you're not going to take the extra damage, which would have been an automatic failed death save. Uh, uh -huh. I do need one of these. Uh. Let's just make sure this is a massive oh, damage. No. So how I do crits with damage, um, and there's some other uh, folk who do this as well. We do, and this is the kind of unfortunate thing, uh, the maximum damage, so it is going to be 1d6 plus the thing, so it's going to be 9 for him. And then I'm going to roll an additional d6, because that's Ooh. how many dice there are. I'm really hoping this guy has some How many hit points do you have? On him. I have uh, 10. You take 
15 points of damage. As you uh, just get sniped. Uh, I just uh, get sniped. I'm so sorry. You kind of like stumble backwards as unexpectedly this poison bolt uh, sinks into your system. Fortunately, your constitution is enough that, uh, you know, it, it doesn't seem to uh, infect your system. But... At least, at least you're with a dude who might, might have... Well, that is where we would kind of move on to next uh, as uh, he turns in the direction, trying to now scan for uh, Nord, who is uh, who, who he is aware had fired a shot, though he has not seen the threat. And you hear it croak out in common, which Nord does not understand. <laughs> it says, You would have threatened Venom Hand. You will get the Venom Hand. And it's going to end its turn. Next on the initiative order with a 14 is Chavak. Chavak will catch Alan and kind of uh, say, It's okay. Bring safety just in case. And he is going to use the one potion of healing that I had given him uh, on you. Uh, it uses his whole action uh, to administer uh, it. Uh, <laughs> As he breaks oh, off man. the, the uh, shaft of the arrow. And you are going to get healed. Uh, seven points of healing. Right. Almost all the way down. So all the way down and almost is all, all the way back up. I love these <laughs> level one HPs. <laughs> Everything kills Though me. as he kind of does that in the sort of... Uh, herbal medicine is kind of uh, pumped down your throat and he kind of massages your throat to make sure it goes down quickly. The blue grung looks in your direction and pulls out a short bow as well. Oh, oh my. Oh, come on! No, <laughs> <laughs> oh. I think I probably should have risked the stealth because now he's getting hit and I'm supposed to be the one taking Donald. <laughs> Alright. All right. So moving at half speed, you manage to run. get about uh, five, ten feet onto shore if you use the dash. If not, you can move about twenty. Okay. Yeah, so I as you kind of begin emerging from it, there's like a loud banging sound of your armor as you pull yourself from the muck and pick yourself up. The water dripping like a swamp monster once more. You have become one with the bog, Misha. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Achievement. Donald emerges from Unless the you have a bonus action. Um, <laughs> I do not. But at least I'm in the hidden territory. The are very distressed but are bound and cannot do anything. The young girl stays right there. Now it is going to be the three, uh, three underlings turn. The blue one is going to ready its bow. Um... Alan is technically prone in the water, so it's going to go ahead and fire at the Gripply, and it kind of spits something. On it, kind of spits on the ground and uh, kind of, you know, says something cruel towards the direction of its Gripply adversary. It will go ahead and roll to hit as it goes to shoot. It's going to hit with a twenty-two. Dude, dude, why are you rolling so high? Well, um. Please. Maybe, maybe we go back to the cult. Maybe we just maybe we just go fight the cult and uh, you know figure out what they're going. Maybe we join them. I don't know. <laughs> maybe we just rewind time. Yeah. Uh, 
We may have a better chance at surviving. Cool masks. That's going to be eight points of damage, and he has to roll a con save. Which he does. Uh, However, yeah. that is going to be... Sorry, not eight. Seven points of damage. How many hit points does he have? Um... He's below can half. I, he is below half now. Can I lay now. on hands him? Uh, uh. Oh god, lay on hands is the whole action. Oh. Alright, Alan, you, you have the, the healing spells. The two others... Um, they see you emerge. They are basically going to use their movement to leap towards you and landing in the muck. They're going to pull out daggers and they're going to strike towards you. One attack each. Um, uh, they're attacking Godonald. Yep. First one's a two. Hit me! Godonald. Second one is uh, misses. a uh, natural two. The second one is going to be a 21, though. You take... Uh, well... Six points of piercing damage. Roll me a con save if you would. Ah. Uh. Um. This is ridiculous. Con save. Why don't you 15. roll like that when I'm playing? What do you say? Sorry, I'm yelling at my fifteen. Okay, so 15. you don't take the uh, the extra damage. Ah, uh, thank God. All right, Alan. It's your right. turn. Um, <laughs> it's you can my see turn. that there is a, a blue grung that um, fires a shot over your uh, chest, and it sinks into the shoulder of Chavak, who had just administered you a healing potion. The prawn inside the cage kind of began rustling against the edges. What do you do? All right. Um, hmm. Can't I guess think of it's better to try to keep the guy up. I... Or try to try to just hit these guys down. I think I should try and hit these guys down. Good plan. I mean, he, with Adrian's rolling streak, I, don't, I'm sure we'll idea. hit the flip side before we TPK. Maybe. Okay. Um. Yeah, I will attack the blue grung with my laser. So as, as so as you just look over at the dude who had just shot uh, your friend. You just put on your glasses, stand up, and just pull out a plasma rifle out of the water. <laughs> Go ahead and roll to hit. Yeah. Sorry, friend. It's slow-mo. Sorry, friend. You brought okay. a bow to a laser fight. <laughs> oh, come on! <laughs> I rolled just, an eight. As, as you go ahead and fire at it, it's like the light kind of refracts all weird, and you realize that uh, there's too much water in the circuitry. And you have to spend your turn draining it. But you All are right. now standing there and are now the meat shield for your friend. <laughs> what meat shield? You're a meaty boy! Ignored. I take one Ignored. hit and I die. What are you talking Things about? are bad. What are you doing? Meaty gnome. It's your turn. Wait, who? You're at the top of the order. Ignored. Ignored. Oh. Kill something. Please. Please. Yeah. I'm going to... Alright, leader Leader is definitely a lot harder to oh, hit, but you me. can definitely try. You have advantage. Oh. He cast a spell on himself me. that basically gave him bark armor. Right. Maybe, you know what? Yeah, I'm try to get one of the guy. underlings out of the game. Alright, uh, what's the range on your bow? Uh, the range is actually 8 yeah. slash 3. So, uh, not quite 420, but uh, it will suit your needs. 
Um, yeah, they're definitely within uh, 80 feet, yeah. and you can strafe around the fire to get a clear shot. Yep. You can. Can I roll with advantage for that? This guy is not that perceptive. Oh. Kind of perceptive. Not that perceptive. I might not. Yeah, he's advantage. Okay, 22. Yeah. Oh, 22. Uh, go ahead, roll with sneak attack. Hell yeah. It's Heck fine. Yeah, sorry. Leave that out. 10. Uh, 10 points of damage. I caused this this damage. this guy has like yeah. a bolt go straight through his chest and he nearly falls over from the injury. Wait, how much damage did you do? He, he's looking real rough. Okay. <laughs> Anything else? I don't have. Oh, I will Roll move stealth to check. hide again. God damn it! Move to keep. Move to keep hidden, please. Dress. Uh, All right. Twenty-one. I like roads. <laughs> <laughs> you are in no danger at all. You can't see exactly where you are. I'm in danger. But he has a general what? idea. Let me just check the spell list I gave him. He has yeah. 60 foot cone. That works. Uh oh. It doesn't uh -oh. break concentration. Uh, seeing what's going on, uh, you see the leader pull out its bow and kind of weave a sort of uh, magical sigil in the air. And you start seeing uh, the, uh, the the wood of the arrow shaft as he pulls it back, blitz into a whole bunch of brambles. And as he releases it, it becomes a giant cone of wooden spikes as he casts a third level spell, oh. Conjure Barrage. That boy using third third level. We're, we're first level. Um, you are down gun. below some stuff. I'll give you half cover to this. But I still need you to roll me a dexterity saving throw. Yep, Ooh. just him. Because I can't see him. Oh. So he's just shooting in the area. Oh, good. That's a 9, not a 6, which so means 13, 13 plus 2 is 15. That is enough. Wait. Because um, I'm giving two. you cover from like being down in the bush. Oh. So you managed to kind of take some of the shrapnel. Um, but ignoring the brunt of it, let me just, uh, need another D8. Real quick, roll max damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just gonna get another D8. Sorry. <laughs> uh, that would be 10 points of piercing damage, reduced to 5. Oh, for me. You're still up. I am. Um, you hear up. it speak out towards you. Unaware that uh, you can't speak common, but assuming. Uh, oh no, maybe, maybe it might even assume that you're a grung. It would or a gripply. It would probably say like, uh, "You'll intrude upon us, huh? Make yourself self known, and fight me like a true frog." It is going to be uh, Chivak's turn. The gripply companion. Um, what does he do? He is. Mm. He's realizing that uh, Gadonald is having some trouble, so he is going to. Yeah, he is going to. Uh... <sighs> Dangerous business doing that, but he's he's going to try to lick the other frog. He leaps what? out of the water, and whispers to uh, yeah, uh, Alan and says, and in common and says, "Free shrimp, potatoes, quick." And will leap up, and uh, it is going to lick the frog. It's going to make a tongue attack. 
the one who said that we should be aware of the comfort of the audience with our jokes. Let's see. I didn't. I never said that. Uh, Nineteen to hit. Uh, that is. This is a really intimate type of attack. Um, I mean, we, we've got psychedelic drug use. This is fine. Um, 19 to hit. So as you see, uh, he leaps up. He grapples it. As he makes physical contact, he does have to roll a constitution saving throw uh, to avoid being poisoned by the grung's poisonous skin. Um, okay, if I need to, I have my lay on hands. Which he I does. Cure one disease. Which means that now that he's hit with his tongue attack, he can now make a melee attack with his uh, his um, sort of lantern staff that serves as a quarter staff. And as he wraps his tongue around, um, he basically kind of takes a step back, tongue stretching probably to like a good seven or eight feet, and basically whaps against it because the dude now is restrained. He has advantage on the hit, and he deals an extra... Amphibia. He now, now deals an additional one d four piercing damage because he has advantage. Roll the natural twenty. Damn. So I'm not gonna lie. After the uh, after uh, uh, Gnord's snipe shot, this guy had one hit point left. But all the frog people are, are rolling crits, no and uh, I'm just gonna calculate. So it would be six points of damage. Uh, plus. 1d4 points of damage plus 2, so that would be 12, plus a d6 plus a d4. Oh god. I almost rolled max damage, <laughs> one less. So that is going to be 21 points of damage. As he wraps his tongue around, it's and he basically grabs the guy up, and essentially uh, leaps up as well, and kind of suplexes the dude into the ground with his quarterstaff, cracking the grung's anime snapping the grung's neck in the process <laughs> this is damn i mean i've i've got them as a playable race stat if people are looking for a backup character if, uh, you know our original electroval cast <laughs> hey guys i i think we should leave electroval and join frog society permanently uh, they've got crabs they've got music They've got incredible attacks. They've got drugs. Hey, if the if the effect doesn't wear off, I might have to do that. If I can't say If uh, people are wondering, um, <laughs> Gripply are aren't actually a playable race usually, um, but they appear in uh, a Candlekeep mystery adventure, um, and uh, I just found the sort of culture and description of them kind of as a fun alternative to Grung. So uh, the stat block I'm using is kind of a modified Gripply warrior stat block and. Reject, reject electrovality. Return but yeah, to no, I, I definitely really enjoyed uh, kind of putting together the sort of Gripply and Grung kind of competing cultures. All right, uh, mm -hmm. Gadonald Galorance. After watching this, all right, <laughs> it fills you with a little bit of morale. Realizes. Since 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 his old times, he can't hide behind his shield anymore. He needs to be animal again. He needs to be tough, aggressive. He's gonna throw his shield, grab his longsword with both hands, okay. and go. So I'm dropping my shield and uh, using it two-handed. So if I hit, I can okay. have a larger damage die. Roll to hit one of these two grung. All right. Not a nat 20, but natural I rolled a natural 19. Natural uh, 19 plus whatever is still going to hit. 
Yeah. I'm assuming you don't have a minus All eight right. to that. No, then go didn't. ahead and uh, roll damage. <laughs> using your 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 chunky damage die. Alright, I have a slightly chunkier damage die. Roll for Lural Lock. <laughs> Max damage, baby. 12 damage. Says 12. You ah. decapitate this grunk. <laughs> I've rejected Electrovality. I've returned to Frog. And I've gone off. <laughs> gone absolutely. <laughs> Electrovolve, we. Become Frog. I think we've just found our uh, episode title. <laughs> it is now yes. the Prawn's turn. They cannot do anything. The young girl is still just sitting there. But she is not minded at the moment. Hold on one second. My whole system is lagging out. It can't and take, take, it can't take all this frog. Um... <laughs> Frog the one surviving froggy fellow, uh, he's gonna go out fighting. Yeah, he's considered his options. He's gonna pull out a dagger, and he's gonna try to shank a gnome. Uh, uh, the gnome, gnome in front of him. That is gonna be a twenty to hit, not that. Only a con save. Yep. All right. He takes six points of damage, down. by the way. Roll me a con yeah, save. Down. Yep, roll me Six a con points. save. Alright. You 13. uh you don't take you don't fail death save. Alright. Um as this one looks up, it goes ahead and is going to move away from you. Um and yeah, it's gonna go ahead and move towards uh it's going to move towards uh Chivak and is going to look at him with the strongest froggy hatred that it can muster. Just, just stone-cold hatred and its little black dotty eyes. Oh no. Chivak, my friend. My drug buddy. Well, he's not my drug buddy. <laughs> Alright, um... Be. The, uh, that, that's, uh, his go. Alan! Uh, give me two okay. seconds. Sorry. Free the prom. Ha the Indeed, uh, he's just gonna leap away and uh, continue this epic frog fight. <laughs> you see, Alan takes out like a little calculator as an artificer, and he's just calculating all of his options right here in front of everyone, yeah. just nerding out. He's just like, like tuning up, measuring the optics on his uh, his uh, oversized laser. Is so it doesn't like maybe draining extra water out, making sure. Yeah, it's just nice maybe sticking some extra diodes on it or while he's at it. Also... Sorry, hey Alan, your turn. <laughs> also having... All right. So how many? Uh, there is the left? leader, and there is the, the one more that had just felled uh, Donald. Get the amphibian advantage. Mm -hmm. Go yeah. on, <laughs> I hope so. I'm going to. Um, Run up and try and save Chavak from that death stare. And yeah, use the laser pointer. Oh, dirty 20. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty 20. All right. Yep. And a d10. Yep. 
Where's my D10? There it is. Oh, that's a max damage. How much damage? Now we're rolling. Not enough to kill this guy, but he gets quite toasty. He did not bring his, his, his glass, unfortunately. He had his eyes closed at the time. Practice uh, laser safety, folks. Um, anything else? Um, that all would right, be staying all. there. Uh, all right, uh, Gadord. Yeah. The leader, however, is undamaged uh, and definitely seems to be a lot beefier than the others. I am gonna take a strike mm -hmm. on the leader. Yeah, I'm gonna. As his head is turned for a moment, you find a, a clearing to scooch over, maybe about five feet, and fire. Still hidden and all that jazz. Oh, I don't think I'll even. Ooh, damn! That will that will hit through the bark skin. My... Go ahead and uh, roll damage. Nice, nice. That plus that eight, eight damage. damage. All right. Now what? Smack. Um. All right. Go ahead and just roll stealth check. Yes, sir. That is awesome. All right. Twenty-two. Yeah. Kind of taking the blow as it sinks into the bark, it kind of eyes that, but notices that uh, it is the two of them over there that it seems to be felling foes. One of its companions is still up. Um, yeah. I guess it's going to go ahead and pull out of its short, its short bow and it's going to make a shot. At, uh, does it do a special shot? Nah, not this turn. It's got the health. Um, it's going to make a shot at, um... Hmm. Why is this guy so It's going to make... It's going Why to is make... He so powerful? It's a tough dude. You're, you're warned about him. Anyway, Venom Hand is going to That's... make a shot at Chavak. No, not Chavak. No. Our froggy friend. That is going to barely hit Chavak. Oh. Chavak needs to roll a con save. No, she rolls a natural 19 oh, on. Right, we still have healing. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Oh, Chavak's a lady? Uh, Chavak goes by he. Um, oh, oh, I thought Chavak is barely up right now. He's on one hit point. <laughs> Come on, man. Alright, uh. That's the wildling. Chavak, seeing the pro the uh, the attacker, is going to leap forward and going to try the same thing again. Tongue attack. Damn. Misses. As he goes to kind of let wrap around, the tongue does manage to kind of strike, but the uh, leader kind of like pins the tongue to the ground. Um, and, and Chavak is kind of like coughing up some blood as his tongue is kind of stomped on uh, by the leader and pinned by a sort of sort of rusty metal shaft that kind of serves as a rapier. Mm -hmm. uh, and Chavak. These frogs are... Yeah, yeah. have you ever seen frogs go at it? Brutal. Um, and it just looks... And it basically just kind of looks down upon Chavak. Pathetic, it says in frog tongue. Fuck. Oh, my friend, pathetic... And yeah, at the moment, they're kind of like behind the fire as it has moved. So right now, it does not have line of sight. 
you could potentially try to fire through the fire, but that uh, would be bl somewhat blinded. Uh, Godonald. Mm -hmm. Death save. 11. 11. I mean, you've been putting in your work. Uh, the prawns have not been tended to. Moving down, the leader Ow. kind of in its, or sorry, not the leader, the uh, the remaining red underling in its death throes basically goes up to uh, engage um, Alan and Melee and is going to pull out a dagger and make a hit. 17 to hit. I need a con save ah, from you. How many hits. hit points yet? I'm at seven. Oh boy. Oh, All 16 right. on the con save. five points of piercing damage and none of the poison damage. Still up. But this Ooh. this this one strong on the remainder of its 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 end as it slashes at you with its uh its rusty scrap dagger. Wait, was Alan supposed to have a turn before? No, the they other Alan frog? rolled a five. They rolled a seven. It is okay. Alan's turn now, though, as this one's right in front of you. Aha. Uh -huh. Um. Dagger mm -hmm. time. I mean. Dagger time. Dagger time. Oh, 18, 18 will hit. So Ooh. as you kind of, like, lower, drop the weapon and pull out your dagger and kind of go to shank this frog, you sink it straight into its heart and pull back as it just has no vitality left to even stand. Okay. But as you do look up, hmm? as it, yeah. yeah. Sorry, at the bonus action, can I smear some of the skin poison on my dagger? You could potentially, yeah. As you go Ooh. ahead, you can just. I'll, I'll say you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Badassery. All right. But you do look up yeah. as you see that uh, Chavak has been. Uh, it's his tongue has been pinned to the ground by Venom Fang, or sorry, Venom Hand. And uh, Gnord is going to, uh, yeah, it's going to be Gnord's turn. What are you doing? You have no line of sight. Um, yes, first order of biz biz is to move into line of like into a place where I can see them. Is there land around where I can shoot from? I can uh, you would probably have to move out of the clearing, but you could. Okay. You you then you I will you. Do that. you rush out about 15 feet to wrap around the fire so you don't, you know, no disadvantage, no cover bonus. You see him, and you can go ahead and roll to hit. You were hidden at the start of your turn, so you benefit from that. Right. Good thing, too. Okay, not a... Alright, fine. That's an 8. That you roll an 8 to hit. Uh, Gnord, uh, you went ahead and fired your shot out at the leader. And as the arrow shot through and uh, collided with his uh, barky armor. It just kind of ricochets off as you swear that the frog looks at you and kind of smiles a bit. Ah, boy. This is going to be fun. I'm going to die. The leader. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. This is what he would do. Looks at the two of you standing Looks over at Gadonal, just doesn't even really bat an eye. Miles at Ganord as it stomps on the tongue. <laughs> of Chavak. No. No. Oh. You have your healing spells. 
Now with the 20. <coughs> he slimes down the rusted shaft. It's going to be 11 plus a d8. 13. He thrusts the blade down into Chavak's neck as he then pulls it out and just kind of kicks Chavak over. And it speaks out. It's an important you have killed my faithful. You have challenged me in my camp. And even then, you find yourself unworthy to face me. Much like this one. And it spits on Chavak's body. Donald. Mm. Good Donald. Yeah. That's saving throw, right? Come on. Come on, roll the 20. Right. Come on. Roll that 20. Oh, God. What? 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 <laughs> with, with, like, that moment of, like, turning up and seeing Chavak look towards you, there's, like, one more moment where he kind of speaks in your direction. Never stop fighting. And with that, whatever rage, whatever sense of consciousness Godonald has just kind of propels them to their feet. And the grin wide on Venom Hand's face. I get a level in Barbarian yeah. and I rage. You charge? <laughs> yes, I charge with my You just grab your sword off the ground and begin dragging it in the mud, sending a sort of spray of mud behind you as you just run. Yes, I'm going. I'm just going at him. I'm I'm screaming, full frog rage. The gnome to Gripley transition is complete. I'm full feral. Let's go. <laughs> you can certainly roll to hit. Okay. It's gonna do it. Ah, oh, that was an 18 on the die. I can never oh, tell what the sounds you make. <laughs> Whether it's a good <laughs> roll or a bad roll. Um, yeah, at least the yeah second go time. ahead and uh, roll damage. You were dragging it with right. one hand through the mud, but as you go ahead and you wrap it around, you swing it with both hands and you basically kind of just kind of whirlwind yourself towards him. This is my amphibian aggression. Fuck yeah! 9 plus 2, 11. 11 points of damage. You swing this blow into him and you see shards of uh, splinters fly. He definitely seems to recoil and speaks for a moment. Perhaps one of you is worthy to fight me. <laughs> no matter. Um, yeah, that's Godonald's. Do you say anything in response? Huh. What would he say? You don't have to say anything. You can just grit your teeth and, and, and channel that amphibian rage. Become froggy. Become froggy. You, you talk about worthiness, but you're not even worth right. my words. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Cinematic battle lines. 
<laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and oh just sit God. that guy off the initiative tracker. He's dead. Alan. Oh. I was All referring right. to actually um, the uh, the remaining grung, but but okay. good point. Mm -hmm. Sorry, bad mm -hmm. joke. Anyway, Alan. Heal, heal, heal the boy. Heal. Heal the boy. Heal the boy. boy. Alright, I'll heal the boy. Can I run up to Roll me a medicine check. Our down friend roll a medicine check. Okay. Thirteen. I'm not gonna make you waste your action. I I, I did consider oh. massive damage for him as well. But the blow was too much. Okay. And I lose you the don't, slot. I'm not going to make you waste it. Approaching it, you're aware that... Okay. As his body goes limp and, and the blow basically straight through his froggy heart. There's no way oh. that he's still alive. Oh. He went out fighting with you. Yep, that well, was no, no, turn. I'm not making you waste your action. You can do something. Oh. You basically approach and, oh. like, the dread settles okay. upon you. Chavak is no longer of this world. Okay. Laser, the frog lord, the evil frog lord. Kill him. Kill the frog lord. Get him. Actually, heal yourself. Yeah, I don't know. I can, I have, I can heal myself. I can heal... I can heal... Uh, Godonald. I could... Oh, God, I have so many options. Why don't I... I'm gonna... Yeah, I'm gonna run up and heal Godonald. Alright, go ahead, and uh, you, you run behind. Uh, do you want to engage, or no? Alright, so you run behind, no. so you're basically right behind. And, uh, yeah, you, you, you apply mm -hmm. the sort of healing salve you applied to yourself before. Oh, another max for healing. That's, uh, yeah. 11. I'm getting oh. full, baby. Yeah. Ooh. And, uh, anything else, Alan? Um. If not, it is going to be Gnord's turn. Yeah, that's... Wait, do I still have movement? Um, you... You you probably, probably not, because you were engaging where the other guy was, and I'd say you'd have to use all your movement to run around and basically okay. get right behind. It's okay. All right. But yeah, no, they're That's definitely fine. in front of you, and he's the Be only sort of meat foe shield. Left. Okay. Yeah, then that's my Gnord. turn. You know what I'm doing. You know exactly you what I'm doing. You were not hidden. Shoot. But you do have allies engaged. I know. Yay. So that means I can sneak attack if I get him. You know that, like, in Ant-Man, right. like, when like they were having that sort of fight around the train set, and they were just so tiny? Yeah, All of yeah. you are tiny races. <laughs> or small races. I did not roll well. Wait, do you get advantage from me also being engaged? Not advantage, but he... Is that um, how flanking you, works? You're not flanked, and I don't usually work with flanking rules. But um, he would get sneak attack if okay. he had hit. Okay. I I gotta you're just kind of... Your hands are just, I imagine... Oh, does does Gnord feel anything for uh, the loss of Chavak? I imagine your yeah. hands are maybe like trembling a little bit, kind of looking yes. towards there, and as you kind of pull the bow back, you just don't pull back enough that it just kind of thuds in the mud nearby. No one taking notice, really. Mm -hmm. How you feel, your emotions. No. 
but I will use my. Um, I will get to a place where I can be hidden again. Such a place um, exists. You could probably, I'd say, strafe your way along, maybe towards the throne near where the young girl is. She kind yes. of like looks at you as you kind of approach can and I you see? bend down to try to like hide from him. Go ahead, roll a stealth check. Yay! Stealth. Stealth. What the hell? <laughs> she kind Why of. Is it? She, she kind of watches so you curiously better? as you're like l looking at her and not where you're going and you kind of slip in a mud puddle and you just kind of fall flat on your back and end your turn there. Ouch. It's either I roll like 20s on stealth or 1s. It's been very, very... Leader's very turn. Please don't attack me, I will die. He's he's going to do the I'm dickiest thing there is. He's going to cast a third level spell on himself. Oh. He's going he's to cast Cure Wounds at the third level with his final third level slot. That is so dicky. That's what he'd do. He's he not looking good. Least, he could have at least cast the one where it, like, shoots all the wooden stakes at himself. <laughs> uh, he missed fire, oh no. Nice. Yeah, that would have been, that would um, been great. <laughs> Alright, hopefully this battle yeah, yeah. doesn't go too much We're, we're wrapping up. Because we're, it's getting yeah, we're wrapping up. in real life. Um, he just yeah. healed himself. Uh, that is going to be 18 hit points back. <laughs> but all of you I'm are strange. kind of surrounding him at this point. Oh, yay. At various stages mm. of health level. <laughs> Actually, I keep trying to hit him, or should I try hmm. to grapple him? He's going to like look at where you are, and he's going to say, "Perhaps we fight another time." Um. So now, you keep spoilers. I will hunt you down. Um. And he's going to uh di not disengage, but back up. Opportunity attack from uh Gnodled. <laughs> Yes, I would take that opportunity attack. So now's when my guys decide yeah, to love me. All right, that's so uh, you're swinging with two hands, so that's the maximum mm -hmm. dice, which I believe is a 10, plus the modifier, and then roll the uh, thing again. Yeah, so that's going to be 12, and then another die. Let's go. Okay, that's another five. 17, 17. you swing a massive blow towards him as his back is turned for a moment as he leaps away, and he stumbles back a little bit. Um, but he'll uh, back up a little bit more and uh, basically kind of uh, leap over the sort of edge of the Megapron pit and kind of dive off the uh, back of it, interposing the Megapron from where he is. Good Donald. Only I'm rolling really good. Yeah. It's my turn? Yep. He's leaving? He's basically... We take All right. the box and go. All right. And the girl. So, how I imagine this goes is uh, none of you are pursuing him. Um, so he just kind of disappears into the yeah. bog and, you know, not but a few seconds later you can't even hear him anymore. Uh, you... Someone, if they would like to, uh, I'd request to make an animal handling check for the prawn as you approach. Do you say anything to each other as you do this? Do you guys know anything about prawns? Um, I'm, no. 
It's okay. And they, they're splashing and We're are very distressed right now. We're not going to eat you. Just trying to use, just trying to use what kind of little bits of innate gnome talking to animal ability I have. Yes, you know the small sure, animal. Sure. What do you say? Into yeah. big animal what do you talking. Say? <laughs> they're big. I'll chirp at them in froggy language. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And I say, hey. Uh, hey, we're here to take you back. You know. Don't worry. So Godonald, okay. so Godonald's like an ancient gnome. You get like the sort of speaking ability to animals. Um, what do you say to them if you're trying to calm them down? It's okay. We're going to take you home now. You will be safe, and you they will take really good care of you. We're taking you back to your family. Right, roll me an animal handling check with advantage. Hey, my mind is went to well, with advantage. Oh, thank God, because the first one was a natural, was a natural What are your one. dice today? <laughs> Zero. All right, and that's a 16 on the other 15. one, so 15. That's 15. enough to uh, basically kind of calm them down, the words being to kind of speak to them, your kind of uh, ancestral ability to connect to the creatures of the wilderness. Because um, they are indeed beasts. As all... And yep. it's scary. Um, so, um, um, so yep. So, uh, just give me a few minutes to kind of maybe uh, guide us towards there, if that's okay. Everyone good? Yeah, I was going to suggest that once we get back, I'd like to offer that I learn more about, I stay with well, the village. I, I'm happy to do that, them. but I do want to kind of mm -hmm. get us there to that yeah. moment. Um, no, 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 awesome, okay, it's good, sorry. it's good. I, I want to respect people's times. Um, so, as you kind of calm the uh, shrimp, and you, uh, Gnord, the, the young sort of little frog girl kind of begins kind of approaching you in kind of like a dazed, stumbling stupor. But she kind of just crawls up on your back and just kind of falls asleep on your shoulder. Aww. Well, now I have to stay to learn. Alan is still, um, or sorry, Alan, you're <laughs> standing near, uh, Chavak, who is lying Chavak. there next to his staff. I'm gonna attempt to pick him up and put him on one of the mega. You've even got his leaf that he traveled here on. If you want to tug that as a boat. Oh, that'll that'll do well. Yeah. In that case, um, you return to you. You leave the campsite behind, patching what wounds you have open, and bringing those you came to rescue with you and the body of the fallen, Chavak, who had become a good friend. As the light begins to dawn over the valley, the faint distant light of Electroval becomes mixed with the uh, sort of coloration from the other side of the sunrise. All of you make your way back to the Gripley village, in which uh, Podmother uh, Potosa sees you and speaks. I see that you have been successful. Come to me. Did Chavak die well? He died. Oh, I can speak because I speak. Froggy. Oh, yes. Chavak died. If you define well as dying a hero's death, then he did. He saved us. And he saved her. Then we will not mourn. We will celebrate his life today. And I would like to offer that instead of returning to the city 
that I may stay here with you guys and, you know, try try my best to learn your ways so that I could possibly help to complete the work that he once did for you all and take his, not necessarily take his place because he can never be replaced, but at least she be put, able to she, help She approaches you, you and puts a hand a on your shoulder. Do not feel obligated to replace or justify. You have shown to be Ripley friend and forever you will have place among Ripley village. I do not feel obligated. I feel more inspired than I ever have in my entire life, as long as it has been. Indeed. We make fair deal, and cattle are returned to care for and warm for the young, quickly. We have no need for artifact nor more. Do take. She looks over at Alan as she says that. Very well. And what's that? Hmm? Anything people want to add? I'll say it. I'll say to the to the pond mother. I don't. I don't. I can't find my voice. <laughs> I don't think I can return to the city if I can't speak like them. If I may stay a while with you, maybe until I regain my voice, then I would be honored, and I would be happy to be here. You would all may stay for as long as you wish and leave when you wish. Perhaps we have to return all the facts you found. But we rest for a while first. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Our people are forever in your gratitude. And perhaps this is a new dawn for Gripley and Gnomish relationship. <laughs> and I think that we'll go ahead and call it there. Because, uh, I feel like that's the note yeah. to leave it on. Yeah, I hope Great people game. had fun. Um, I, yeah. I'm glad really that people... Fun. Sorry about the tight it's, stuff it's near It's good, the it's good. End. I appreciate it. Um, and, and this goes to everyone, you know, with scheduling stuff is, you know, D&D doesn't come before life. Um, and we all make the time that we can to hang out and have fun. Uh, with the understanding that when it's time to go, we gotta go. So, thank you again yeah. for our uh, mm-hmm. amateur playstyle. Um, I'm really glad that, you know, my group really appreciated my froggy antics. Uh, be sure to... Oh, yep. If you want to hear more from these guys in their uh, ridiculous commentary, be sure to uh, follow us with our Electroval campaign. Uh, we'll be starting our official campaign real, real soon. Um, and you'll be seeing more of them playing their proper characters. Um, as well as Ariel. Hmm? We don't know... We don't know who you are. However, we all know that whatever you're doing, you're doing fantastic and a great job Definitely. and keep it and up. And I also feel inspired to put more uh, gripply society, uh, perhaps in gameplay of our proper campaign, considering how much people liked it. So, Donald Glorence <laughs> is probably going Oath of the Ancients if you were to ever level up. All right, then. Uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll revisit this, uh, this Oops All Gnomes party. But until then, until then, take Maybe. care. Love yourself. You are awesome. Goodbye. Yeah. We'll, we'll see you. We'll see, see you again next time. time. <laughs>